You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, comedian Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Oh, but before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Check us out on all our social medias, please. If you can check us out on the Twitter at TNWPod, that would be special awesome uh if you could hit us up on the gmail send us a gmail talking wrestling at gmail uh, on facebook talking wrestling uh facebook talking wrestling that's how that works and of course on the instagram at uh, talking wrestling podcast on the instagram if you were on the old itunes remember to rate review subscribe uh, we could use a few more five-star ratings and favorable reviews and if you send us any of those we will send you a postcard from the 80s um yeah of your favorite wrestler from the 80s and many wrestlers are left rick flair is still there um actually i was looking through yesterday and i was surprised at some of the wrestlers that are still left in this uh in this book so um i don't want to keep them forever i've had them since the 80s i've had no friends to mail them out to um nobody mails postcards out anymore and especially postcards of wrestlers but there's got to be someone that wants them and i figure that people those people are you the wrestlers of wrestling podcasts so Send us a review, rating, get a postcard. Very simple. Oh, if you have a post, if you have done that already and you have not got your postcard, then get a hold of us via one of the social medias that we just went over. Uh, send us a Gmail at talkingwrestlinggmail.com and let us know that you never got your uh, postcard and send us your address and uh, we'll send you one. Uh, if you've already got one and you, hey, you want another send us your address we'll probably send you another uh this is the last issue of the season next week we'll be doing uh our annual festive best of best of the festive festive best of uh of the season so it'll be the the best clips from all the best shows of this past year um yeah that is uh next week's episode then we're on two weeks hiatus we're not going to be uh joining you for two weeks we'll be playing what are called uh, reruns i think we'll be playing the ricky steamboat issue and then uh maybe rj city after that and that will bring us into the new year and uh what we have lined up for you is another new year or another year of uh of wrestling entertainment and comedy and guests and galore uh, not gore gore and galore that would be a good uh wrestling tagline do you not think we got gore and galore uh here on glow gore and galore and glow triple g triple g g um so yeah so that is what's coming up uh today we are about to uh receive a phone call from uh toronto wrestler uh channing uh channing decker 
Um, he's an independent wrestler, and he is also uh, one of the owners of Greek Town Wrestling. And we are just waiting for him to call. So I'm sure he'll be calling any second now. Folks, uh, joining me at this time on Talking Wrestling, uh, I've got a Toronto wrestler by the name of uh, Channing Decker here, part of one you half of do. one half of the fraternity uh, tag team. And uh, and and is it true you are the owner of Greek Town Wrestling? Is that fair uh, to say? I, I, I would not go. I would not put the term owner in front of it. Uh, I would put the term in front of uh, maybe something along the lines of. To me, this is my art this is my project this is my vision my everything my baby so this is whatever that is to me whatever title this is associated with that type of uh relationship then yes we put that title it sounds like creator is the That's term well, that they I would use go, you know, the term you know and now that i uh, think about it the term i use or have used on my instagram bio i believe is creator or founder operator, so we're gonna go founder operator. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, how long has Greek Town been in existence? Like basically just one year or two years? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go and tell you that it's actually, in fact, neither of those options. Greek Town Wrestling, the first show took place, I believe, I want to say November of 15. Oh. I think it's November of 15. I think this is our three-year anniversary. I would just passed it. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yes. Um, I've I'm I'm going out to the next show. I've never been out to a show yet, but I'm familiar with you through um, uh, through other shows in town. Uh, I've I've saw you at the Impact tapings, and uh, I believe I've seen you wrestle maybe last year or you were on a smash card uh, i think i can't remember but it's either one of the one of the promotions around town that i've uh, seen you in i don't know how many different promotions do, do you work these days you know what I, I, it's funny people do ask that i think i'd like to you know be proud of the fact that i'm one of the guys that actually kind of works with everybody you know what i mean so you know am i working with smash at this exact moment no but you know do we have a wonderful relationship have i and will i continue to in the future absolutely uh, i'm working very closely right now with uh, you know wonderful you know uh world-class promotions like alpha one wrestling in hamilton ontario uh you know i like to think that greek town wrestling uh puts forth uh, the most entertaining live product and uh you know wonderful wrestling available uh as you know i'm very much working closely with them c4 man that's the, i mean to me i think that's the longest standing you know benchmark for excellence in canadian wrestling and i think this next year or so is especially going to be a great uh jump off point for all these promotions that i've mentioned to really take the world stage and a lot of the guys uh who are featured on those promotions as well going uh you know global with them i agree i i think now is the time where wrestling and is hold on. george is going to kill me if i don't mention mention destiny destiny is close to my heart george if you're listening i love you i want to be uh with george in the mountains of ever uh, everest uh, by the time <laughs> next year. yes that's what we're going with yes and destiny wrestling is fantastic as well uh totally agree actually they run out of battle arts academy which is owned that's by uh, santino and he's actually um our issue uh last week's issue because this will he came out today which is this will air next week, next Thursday. This issue, so um, yeah. So Santino was actually last week's uh, issue, which is uh, great. That uh, because Destiny is there's just in, in in Toronto alone there are so many. You know, we have Destiny, we have Super Kick, we have Smashed. The there's there's too much. Toronto there's too much class. wrestling. It's unbelievable. What's happening now here is unbelievable. You have towns like myself. You have towns like Josh. You have towns like you know page whatever around the area for god's sakes they're just you know and he already is on the world stage might i add and commend him 
but you just have so many guys that are just waiting to blow and burst, if you know what I'm talking about. No, I do know what you're talking about. Euphemisms, no pun intended. Uh, and I think it also starts with promoters like myself, promoters like you know the Iceman, you know what I mean? Yes. And I, think, uh, and I get to commend him as well for having the confidence and the vision for me to put me in places that I get to excel, like matches against Moose and the matches that you will see me in coming up. That's what fires me up, you know, proving right the people that believe in me. And I uh, look forward greatly to doing so in the near future and continue from there on. The Iceman has been mentioned here on the show. It just sounds so mysterious. The Iceman, uh, he is the, uh, as far as I understand, he is the booker for Destiny as well. Well, it helps, though, it helps if you say it this way, the Iceman. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's and, even better that way. And I also heard that the Iceman is also, right. um, he also helps book uh, Impact Wrestling as well. Is that not correct? I mean, you know what? I'm not the authority figure to actually confirm or deny that, to be honest. You know, you may be, in fact, in a better position to know about that than me. Oh, well, you know, this is what I've been told. Uh, actually, I had uh, um, Harry D., the referee, on, and he told me that uh, that the Iceman was the, the brains behind Impact's recent um, success or turn into success. If Harry says it, I, a rule of thumb for me in my life, if Harry says it, it goes. It never steers me wrong. He's my messiah. Yeah, he is. Uh, he was, and he's a fantastic guy. He was fantastic. Uh, uh, a blessing to have on the show. Now, before, I know we're talking about, you know, like I said, uh, right now is such a good time for wrestling. I think, you know, there's there's so much wrestling going on that uh, people don't realize how big wrestling is. But indie wrestling is so huge. I hate to even say indie wrestling because it's pro wrestling. It's uh, taking on another life, isn't it, lately? Like, it doesn't even look the same anymore. You know, independent promotions look world-class. They look television. Yeah. You know, just, you know, just being honest, you know what I mean? Like, it's a really interesting time for the business in that regard. It's, it's, a, it's the best time. I, I honestly tell totally. people, you know, get back in. If you loved wrestling before, get back into it now. There, like, Go to your local wrestling show. Because chances are you're going to see at least a, a couple good guys. It's it's I, I'm a comedian. It's so similar to stand up comedy because in Canada no, we have the best comedians sitting right here in Canada that are world class, and you yeah. don't know because you don't go see them. But anyone could burst at any minute. Further, I don't think too many folks would disagree with me here that for the longest time, you know, Canadian art and Canadian, you know. Maybe even outside of hockey, Canadian anything was kind of regarded as second class, Canadian film, Canadian whatever. You know, maybe not something to be proud of. And I think in the last few years, uh, you're seeing artists uh, on the world stage change that. And I think, to be honest, this is about the time we're going to see that happening for Canadian wrestling. You know, it's just there's just too much down here. The day that they ever choose to do, you know, uh, NXT Canada or whatever the hell it is, there's yeah. going to be about 20 guys just like ready to go. So if anybody likes to, I mean, and, I, and I, I'm not the first guy to say it, so. You know, they're not going to hear me say it and uh, have an idea pop in their head, but it's just uh, one of these things where uh, when it becomes so overwhelmingly apparent, uh, the universe tends to will it so, so look for that. Well, I'm already excited at the prospect of possibly an NXT Canada, because and I, and I never even thought about it until you've mentioned it, but, you know... Pepper Parks went down there to help train mm -hmm. this year, and so did Tyson Dukes. And I never even thought about this, you know. Like, well, you, you know, know? I just if you think about it this way, there's only so many times a guy like Josh Alexander can have a world class match uh, on an independent promotion. There's only so many times that you know Moose and I can throw ourselves through a couple doors on a Destiny promotion, which was, was a live IPV, IPTV. Uh, and I guess you know, first and foremost, too, it's not even about I think us 
or any one of us leaving this level to ascend to a different level. I think now more than ever, independent promoters and wrestlers and workers can be proud to take this craft with them to the top of the the top of the wrestling world. You know, I I don't know that you have to wait for a specific contract like you may have had in the past to have great great success. Yeah, I totally agree too. And and you know, it's just like. As also, as I was saying though, wrestling is so huge. I think the the measuring stick that I was using this year is uh, when I was a kid, and actually, um, I have so many of them still. I I, I have all my old wrestling magazines. So, there I, but there was a gap where I wasn't buying wrestling. I bought my first wrestling magazine this year, probably mm-hmm. for the first time in about fifteen years, um, or at least since the internet was invented. But so I bought the PWI 500 this year, and I've always been a fan of the PWI 500, as well as their year-end uh, issue, and uh, this is the first year where I can say, honestly, throughout the entire 500 wrestlers, I knew guys at every, like, I've watched guys at every single level. Like, in the past, come 300, I didn't know any of the last 200 wrestlers, and sure. nor, nor did I care. But, you know, right. now I'm talking to you, and you were sitting at 405 this year, and, right. and you know, there, and there are more wrestlers now than ever, so to be even acknowledged, I still think even though it's kayfabe being broken or whatever, whatever not, but I think if they were to list 500 comedians in Canada, and I was on that list, I would be very, very happy. How do you feel... Uh, as a wrestler being like making the list of the PWI 500? Well, I think first and foremost, one of the things you talk about, about your familiarity with the entire list, I think that's basically a credit to where the scene has come and where technology and the availability and accessibility of platforms has allowed us to broadcast our, our products and our events and have folks be more familiar intimately um, with the stars of independent promotions as opposed to just a television. Um, for me, to be honest, I'm a bit of a psychopath, and uh, I think if you watch my matches, you know that, and uh, 405 just makes me hungrier. I, I'm thrilled and honored to be on the list, but uh, it is a reminder that I have roughly 404 spaces to climb, if my math is correct, and uh, and that is honestly not my primary motive, but anything I do in my life, whether it be promotion or uh, in-ring or whatever other challenges I find, that's my goal is to be the best, and uh, that's exactly where this list is uh will guide me see that's exactly the answer i was hoping for because there's one two ways you could go there'd be like hey you know it's it's a wrestling magazine it's not real but you know but my attitude would be you know i'm gonna be next year i want to move up a hundred you know like i want to have a great year and move up a hundred or something like that like i would i would use that as a guideline you're touching on a great point that i get to help i feel illuminate for our listeners here which is the notion of the real, the list real or fake. Now there is always some endless discussion about um, workers, aka wrestlers, paying their way onto the list. Uh, first-hand experience didn't happen with me, so I can at least attest to the validity of the list in that regard. Uh, and another regard, more importantly, is that acting, like the Oscars or other awards, um, award their performers with uh, critical peers review, whatever system that is nature. So as fake or real as acting is, so too wrestling. So to suggest that the list is fake is actually a misnomer. The best wrestler in the world is Kenny Omega. The best actor in the world wins the Oscar. Uh, not to say that the Oscars are the PWI 500, but you know the accolades, the championships in wrestling. It's like poker. The best players are sitting at the at the ta- at the last tables every time. So yeah. you know, fake, real. This is as real as it gets, baby. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and well, that again, again, that is the best answer that I could possibly imagine. It's a it's a great analogy, and it is so true. Um, mm-hmm. So so I'm glad that's way that way. I would think that most wrestlers would look at the list. You know, like every year when this list came out. You know, I'm not even a wrestler, but I'm anxious to see where my favorite guys are. And okay. uh, I remember, you know, uh, 20 years ago. Uh, there was a guy I knew by the name of Glenn Kalka who was a mm-hmm. CFL player and he became a wrestler and uh, he was wrestling uh, <laughs> uh, he was wrestling Pierre Ouellette in a, in a uh-huh. feud in ECW and he made Beautiful. the list that year and then here we are 20 years later and I just watched your match with uh, PCO unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. Like, it, like it's hard for me to even acknowledge that they're the same person like is, and you know what? It, it 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 is and it isn't because the work is still there. Like absolutely, and I mean, I mean, I can't. I'm saying letting anybody know that the work is still. There. Everybody knows the work is still there. I think what happened was the people didn't know the work was there in the first place. You no. know, I know they heard the, they heard the Bret Hart DVD. A lot of us did, and we remembered him as such. But to really look at, I found a I found a match on YouTube, just incredible versus um, you know PCO whatever incarnation he was at the time, and uh, it's just like a banger. It's an unbelievable match in plain sight but because people can't see a book for its cover they don't really respect it as such and you know what i mean that's one of the most interesting parts of wrestling history and history for me is to look back at it with my own eyes not from somebody else's perspective and say no this is rad this is not rad this is what great work looks like this is not what great work looks like and uh you know i think i encourage virtually everyone to do so i don't want to hear somebody else's opinion when i ask you for yours you know what i'm talking about tell me what the hell you think about the guy <laughs> well i think i when i heard okay yeah i didn't even hear who he was wrestling at the time when i mm-hmm. heard that he was like i was now the problem with being a comedian is and this is the number one problem with why i haven't made it up to greek show or greek town shows is because mm-hmm. a lot of times the shows are on thursday nights and thursday sure, nights yeah, we do we i'd like to think that we helped uh bring that uh, to the forefront in the uh, independent scene right now the thursday night event the weekday event was unheard of until recently but that's great for everyone except for comedians because comedians <laughs> I, I always work thursday friday saturday you know so so i'm excited to another f- similarity between our mediums yeah and so i'm excited that um that your card's now on a sunday and mm-hmm. i get to see this upcoming card um but but like the pco match i like i heard yeah I, someone told me i maybe was like um it might have been an old school uh, Jim that actually ref mm-hmm. the match between the two of you. Yeah. I think he told me on the show, he's like, PCO did a moonsault last night <laughs> and off the top rope. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I know moonsault. You don't have to tell me it's off the top rope. But, but right. it was like, uh, but when he told me that, I was like mind blowing because somebody from LA said, uh, I guess he was down in PWG. And, mm-hmm. and my friends all live in LA and they all go to PWG all the time. And they're like, did you know that? that uh, Carl Ouellette is back and I was like no I did not know he's I'm like I didn't even know he was alive like <laughs> right. which is which is kind of the care what they're what they insinuate with him is he's not human he's not alive he's a Frankenstein right. and uh, and I love the new gimmick and I love um, all the hype around it and this year he's listed as one of the guys you can vote for for comeback of the year and I don't know to it, me he's revolutionizing even what a comeback is I don't even to give him that award is almost an understatement. I, I mean, here's a prediction for me for the next year. I mean, it's not just him. It's nostalgia in a big way. You see it with the Comic-Con. such a big part of the wrestling business now. is signing-related. I think you're going to see guys that we had deemed uh, retired or never again 
looking, look, you know, dying the hair, getting in better shape, coming back and working. You know, yeah. I don't want to name any names. I don't want to embarrass anybody or bring any hyper expectations. But I just feel that that's where the business is trending because there's there's just too much money available for these guys now to not take the money. So there's incentive for them to, you know, step their game up. <laughs> 100%. Like you look at right now, you know, Ken Shamrock has uh, addressed that he, he, he wants to come back and start wrestling again. There you go. And then you look at uh, PCO, I've watched an interview with him where, you know, his dream is to come back as this character and potentially to, he would like to end his career facing The Undertaker. And I don't know how many matches Taker has left in him, but, you know, a PCO Undertaker match, that is well, something I'll, that I'd put my money behind. I'll do you one better. Uh, you say how many matches The Undertaker has left? I say as many as he wants, hundreds, thousands. Because, to be honest, at this point, the expectations for what a match is uh, from these performers has changed. And I think that's the best way to look at it. I don't want to see, to be honest, uh, Braun Strowman having a competitive match with The Undertaker. I don't. But I do want to see The Undertaker having a competitive match with, you know, somebody like Triple H because they're two older guys. And I think the story of their, the story is that. If, if we're going to see them, I think, I think there's room for nostalgia. The same way that I book um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and he comes to my event and he lights the crowd on fire with the way he's wrestling today, not trying to be who he was. The story is now. And I think nostalgia's there. The money's there. You're seeing WWE book it already. To me, that's the future, and it's going to make it so accessible and give so much length and longevity to so many more careers. Yeah, it's such a it's such a you know smart way to look at it. Instead of you know having you know the guy who he used to be, uh, why okay. not just bring him who he is now? And I recently I recently saw um, Bob Holly wrestle. I was down in LA for Survivor Series yeah, weekend. He looks about as good as he did the day he left. <laughs> he does. He goes. He goes. I'm sorry if I. He said. He said he's a lot lighter. But then he said, but back then everyone was on the gas. And, uh, <laughs> it's a different look these days. You know, people are, if you just, you know, it's night and day. People are cut, trim. Athletic science and fitness has taken, you know, leaps and bounds in the last 10, 15 years. And that's all played a major part. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, it, and it's, it's fantastic. Um, so now tell us a little bit how long have you been the tag team to fraternity? Because basically you're, you know, you're like, two frat guys and uh you just what that are you're frat guys you're fraternity brothers you're partiers you're you're party goers you're rich you're snobby uh you love to do keg stands and party and drink beers and that's basically uh who you are uh, as a tag team right uh, well i'll do one better i think there is a time for partying and there is a time for fighting and at this point in our career uh trent and i have uh, been able to find a much new level of success by putting the work first, putting the detail of every footstep, every strike, every, you know, putting that first and bringing a new demeanor. That, the gimmick, the gimmick work brought us to where we are today. Ultimately, I believe that it prevented people from seeing the ability to which we brought in the ring. They saw gimmick first, they didn't see work first. Now we're giving fans, spectators, peers an opportunity to see the work first. And I think that's why you're seeing the intensity taken to a new level. You're seeing a wider breadth of um, range from us. You're seeing things you never saw before. And uh, and to be honest, it's an unbelievable position, as I feel for me. People are asking, as I'm doing more singles work, is the frat done? Are you guys moving on separately, this and that? To me, I can't think of a better place to be in, to be on the top of a card singles or on the top of a card tag. You know, To me, this is someone who, uh, as a promoter, 
looks at someone with a lot of versatility. You know, if you want to book a tag match, guess what? The frat's going to give you the best fucking match you can get. And if you want to book a singles match, I'm going to be sure that I do everything I can to send every single person that you sold a ticket to home exceedingly happy and buying another one. And whether um, people know this or not about fraternities, our fraternity brothers are brothers for life. So the frat will always be together, even though you're separate, unless one of you get blackballed. So, you know. The, 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 you know what, F4E, you may not hear it like you have in the past. You know, we may be growing beyond those initials, but the sentiment remains the same. I will always be fighting side by side with my partner, Trent Gibson, in life and in the ring, either if even if we are billed as a tag or not uh, in that particular any given moment, we are always there together. That's great. I love that. I love that. And uh, and a lot of great tag teams. A lot of great tag teams right now uh, in the Canadian sure. scene, uh, as well as the tag teams that come up to the. You know, like that's a great thing is um, you know American team Americans uh, from the indie scenes will come up and uh, wrestle up here. And mm-hmm. uh, I wish it was easier to go the other way, but it's the, it's the same as in comedy, and that's something that's that it. Josh Alexander went through. Like we have to put we have to put our money on ourselves that we're going to get those visas. And we have to apply, and it's such a mm-hmm. process. And they can say no at any time, and you can lose all that's your it. money, and that and that sucks. But you know, you, you got to take that chance if you want to get to the states. But well, uh, the great I'll thing, I'll do one better too. That's what you have to do to get to the states. And I'll, you know, and or I'll say this: a very wise man in the wrestling business told me that the word that he looks for from his performers is undeniable. Uh, you know, wrestlers who have been around this gentleman will know who I'm talking about. I'm not a name dropper. But to me, that has always resonated true. You know, you can spend all the time you want being great at social media, you know, networking. Those are all vital tools. Ultimately, you must bring it 100% in the ring and you must innovate and you must show people things that they haven't seen and be willing to do things that others are not. And once you get ascend to that place, the universe brings to you what you need. You know, and I say to Josh as well, He's in a level right now. He's at a place. He's listening, he will. His journey will take him where it is to be taken. It's unbelievable the path he's already taken. Yeah. And uh, we joke often that uh, we will be traveling the world together in the not too distant future. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I love. Uh, I believe. I, I think it might have been Cody Rhodes that said it at All In. He said we went from unbookable to undeniable, and I think uh, you know this is. The time and the place, the technology is set. Like, you want to make an impact, you can make an impact. Like, you look at MLW running out of Florida. Yep. Um, you know, these guys have a YouTube show, and uh, and I watch it weekly. Like, it's it's an hour YouTube show, and it's fantastic. You know, and and, and the then you got is tremendous, and the, it's exciting, and it's new, and it's, it's and, uh, and not know, only that. They're sharing talent with other organizations. It's no longer, you can't work here if you're working here. It's like, why does it have to be like that? Count your, well, for a few reasons why. (laughs) Uh, And I don't, I'm the opposite philosophically. I believe that, you know, it should be that way. Um, Having said that, I think that we're about to enter an unbelievable transition in the wrestling business. And I think what's in turn actually going to happen is going to stimulate companies to take back old mentality and not for any other reason than function. If you're, if, I, I believe uh, that the marketplace is going to be ever more competitive with the rumors of a new promotion. Yes. And uh, just with the rise, you know, of prominence of New Japan in the Western world and, you know, Ring of Honor, Impact uh, Resurgence, uh, and NXT and NXT UK. And I think now it's going to become such a dogfight to stay on 
you're going to see a return of the, the you're going to see I've everybody getting snapped up. And I think that the truth of the matter is, for guys like me, you know, um, you know, fighting to stay on to get to the top of that crescent wave or whatever you want to call it, I think that's exactly what happened. I mean, it's going to be one more claw in the sand to scoop up talent. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if it's for better or for worse. Uh, I think anytime there's more jobs for wrestlers, it's for better. And I think independent promotions are going to have to alter the way they do business because if they stay doing old business models, Cool is going to be ever more shallow to draw tangible uh, attraction name base names uh, to. And I think that's uh, yeah, and I think you're one hundred percent right. The the exclusive contracts are coming back. I guess like you know, whereas you know, Pete Dunn is a good example of a guy who is clearly a WWE guy, but yet mm-hmm. I could not I could not fathom. I'm like, how is Destiny Wrestling getting him to come up here and have these dream matches against like Marty Skrull and Austin Aries right. and. Um, and as Santino informed me, he's like, well, those those are just those those dream matches are just about done because he only has maybe one match left with Destiny and then he's going to be under an exclusive contract. So, and you know what? I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, George is going to be the best guy man, to tell you more about <laughs> that. Um, you know, yet more of uh, uh, of his brilliance, uh, you know, making those matches possible for the fans, to be honest with you, because, you know, I commend anybody that has ambition and actually makes something of that ambition you know it could get work done and he does it so <laughs> now, respect now talking about great matches and dream matches being made let's talk about this card uh that you have coming up uh, that's coming up in greek town uh yes. greek town extreme um mm-hmm. first of all the main event uh you're in the main event against tommy yes. dreamer tajiri and rj city mm-hmm. um that match has already everything that i'm that i love <laughs> in a match like rj city is hilarious uh you know tajiri is my one of my favorite ecw guys ever yep. uh tommy dreamer is just well he's tommy dreamer, he's tommy and, dreamer. And, and you're channing decker and this is uh so that's that's quite the main event and uh, just after like watching your matches recently on youtube um you go pretty hardcore so this is going to be this is this is going to be extreme um indeed like that jump off the uh, the 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 truck on the Danforth, <laughs> yeah. um, I was I'd never I don't know. Okay, you're on top, and uh, you you keep on swiping the edge as if there's something, whether it's slippery or not. I'm not sure, but right. that was I don't that made me feel really uncomfortable because I don't like I'm I get really nervous during dangerous spots. Like I was at right. the David Arquette show. And I what like he when he came up grabbing his neck, he looked right. right at me in the eyes, and I was like, "Fuck, what do I do?" Like, they, I'm not, I can't do anything. Everybody else right. is scurried away from the area that because I was on the platform that was be, level with the ring while everybody was sort of ringside, and right. and uh, it was just a very uncomfortable situation. Followed, you know, that earlier that night, Marty Stunt broke his leg in a very uncomfortable situation that was right beside me, and I'm like. You know, too <laughs> very uncomfortable. But watching you up there, even though it's on YouTube, so I know it's going to be okay because obviously you're not going to put up a you know a crash. Right. But uh, it still gave me that suspense. Um, and I don't know if there was something at the end that was, or or if it was just you the way you sold it. But um, and then you watched the fall and it's done completely safely and everything is fine and uh, it's a great spot. But like I I cannot. Um, 
I cannot wait to see what you guys do, uh, what you guys do for this match. And then the rest of the card, I'm looking at it, and it's fantastic, too. Like, you got one of my favorite Canadian teams right now, the tag team of uh, TDT, Tabernacle mm-hmm. Team. Uh, those guys are, are just awesome. And then they're facing uh, Josh and uh, who are they facing here? Let me pull that up. The Monster Mafia. Yeah, yeah, right there, Monster Mafia. And so that's that's a great card right there. Like that's also a great match. First time um, matchup, no less. Sorry. That's a fir- that's a first time matchup somehow. After both those teams have been around for I don't know, maybe nearly ten years or as a team. I don't know. I don't know when they started tag, but. Now, you know, that, for that to be a first-time matchup, to me, is a wonderful thing. You know, with the extreme theme, you're bringing back a lot of ECW originals, yep. uh, which is fantastic. Also, besides Tommy Dreamer and Tajiri, uh, Mikey Ripwreck, <laughs> Mikey Whipwreck, sorry, uh, yep. is uh, is there. Uh, he's doing an over-the-top rope uh, extreme challenge. Now, is that um, the first one to throw him out wins, or is that going to be more of a battle royal situation? It, it will be a Royal Rumble-style entry. It will be a last man standing uh, in the victorious yeah oh fantastic that's great too uh i, I love royal rumbles uh jock samson versus uh stone rockwell uh that's it. this is a secret in a secret santa match at that uh, i'd like to think this is the first of its kind it, it, it is a fans bring the weapons variation okay uh, the variation being that those weapons must in fact be wrapped and left ringside Oh wow! Well, <laughs> oh, maybe I even by a tree. We're working on the tree right now. I can just see a stone. Like, well, this would be an adventure, you know. It's it's uh, That's exactly it, right. It will be an adventure. That's gonna and then it's just, uh, I love Stone Rockwell. He's been on the show. Uh, you know, he's fantastic. I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, of course, your tag team partner Trent is going against. Uh, now, I've never seen this guy before. Uh, is it Bucks Belmar? Bucks Belmore, quietly uh, one of uh, the best wrestlers that our country has to offer. Uh, easily one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Uh, one of the most uh, unique and uh, original characters you get to see, and just an unbelievable wrestler. What, you know, a no-brainer for me. Uh, an excellent challenge for Trent, who is uh, you know looking to find footing as a singles competitor. And I think someone like Bucks that can bring you such an unpredictable offense is someone who keeps anybody on their toes. So. I hope Trent uh, is able to pick up a dub there and show more than anything just uh, his his best self to show the world that he doesn't need a tag team partner to be considered one of the best in the world. Uh, we got is this a three way dance between Jake something, John Atlas, and uh, Rohit Rasu? Raju? Yeah, Rohit Raju, yes, that's a wonderful witch's brew. Uh, I think you know part of what sets Greek Town aside, or at least has in the past, is commitment to the intelligence of the fans if you see something happen the show prior you better believe that it's going to be rectified or continued in the events last event uh jake something and uh john atlas had an impromptu match that was then in turn uh abruptly ended by the desi hit squad jumping both of them now the uh real information is such that half of the desi hit squad will be uh, overseas uh so what we're left with is a three-way dance where everybody has a little bit of business with each other everyone has something to prove to the other one to show that they are in fact the top dog around here stepping one step closer to the championship sweet sunny kiss against uh, bill collier <laughs> I, I hope that he hears it one day to know that you called bill collier the niagara falls new york native bill that makes it a million times better for me. Uh, these two are two, again, two of my absolute favorite performers, two performers that have been with Greek Town since the inception of the promotion. Uh, Bill Collier is the first ever Greek Town Cup champion. He's also only one of four 
champions to ever hold the cup in uh, three plus years. And, uh, you know, it's a, you know, that, that match to me is a statement match for both of them, you know, to show that they are, you know, not only ready for the top of the card, we know they're ready for the top of the card. I just want to see just how, <laughs> what are they going to do to each other to get there now? And I, I will not uh, call him uh, Collier ever again. I will cut that no, I out. Need to, I need, for me, I need to. <laughs> this is for me now. This is my own selfish. Uh, if, if I'm there and we're together at some point and he is there yes. and you're behind me, I will, say it. I, I, will, I will say it. I will. I will say it. You know, but he he does not look like the type that he would appreciate it. <laughs> you know, you know. I hope that one day we find that he is just a big soft teddy bear. I can't say for sure that that'll ever happen. I hope one day we find that. out. Yeah, whenever you get someone gets your name mixed up, it uh, it's not the best. My first television taping ever was on an old show called Comedy Club Fifty Four, and used to run <laughs> on the Comedy Network. That's how old I am, and uh, and so they introduced. I was on the last season, and uh, it's so that was two thousand and one. But it for some reason it's taped in in Burlington, so mm-hmm. it doesn't look like two thousand and one. It looks like you know. 1984 yeah yeah exactly it looks like the mid 80s and yeah. so they say my name and uh, but he doesn't say casey corbin he's like uh, give it up for your first act Corey corbin and Corey then corbin Corey corbin and then they hit the music and it's like this stupid comedy club 54 music but dum bum but dum but dum bum and they cut to me walking down the aisle and all you can see is anger in my face like anger and frustration yeah and then he got on stage i got on stage and he goes uh well don't worry uh we'll fix that and uh, everything will be okay i didn't worry about it all because for me it's like in wrestling if something happens it just happens just go ahead just go like i wasn't gonna make a big deal out of it they don't know who i am anyways i'm just gonna deliver the best performance i can and uh he comes up afterward he goes i messed it up it's casey corbin not Corey. it's casey and then when it aired on tv he left everything the way it was i was like so when he corrected it it was just after he corrected it but he left it so when i watched it i still saw Corey and i still saw my myself being angry and i was just and i have this to live by forever so and i have a great story to play off that uh it's an opportunity for me to actually name drop somebody i'd like to name drop which is my one of my trainers steve formerly cobra kai who's going in for surgery today i wish you well in your surgery and i will also say that he taught me a lesson very early in my career that i never forgot which was early in my career one of the rings uh the ropes broke during a match and to me, what I thought in that moment was, okay, keep working, no problem, just to, like as if the ring was fine. And we did just that. And he said, you should have used the rope when we got back. I said, what do you mean I should have used the rope? He said, that was such an opportunity for you to take some a gift and make of it that much more of a live experience to really kind of show that not only are you unflappable, but you're also going to excel. Someone gives that to you, that's a gift. You know what I mean? We, you can't plan for the rope to break simultaneously or you know sp- spontaneously. You have to be able to ready and go with it. Yeah. So, I've always taken that approach to if somebody hits the wrong music, if somebody hits whatever, I go out there and uh, I make not only, I make the best, I make more than that. That's a gift to me. And, uh, and, I, and I thank Steve Cobra Kai for, you know, teaching me a lesson that I never forgot. That's great. Make some, make, what do they say? Make lemonade out of lemons? Is that what it is? Or they, I don't know. <laughs> or as I like to say, if the rope breaks, choke a guy with it. Or fan, yeah, or fantastic. That works too. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the last match that we haven't talked about is uh, another uh, extreme original jazz against mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Alexia. 
Alexia Nicole, that's right. Yeah. So, and uh, are there are there rules for any of these matches, or there there are no rules across the board? Everything is extreme. This is not an extreme show. <laughs> the title of the extreme, it's a in tribute to the spirit of the extreme, and I think you will see Tommy either firsthand uh, explain what extreme and hardcore means to him, uh, as it often does differentiate from what people think it means. You know, I think a lot of the time. You know, and even when they watch my work, you know, now they've come to call me hardcore Channing Decker. Uh, hardcore is not necessarily about the blood, the guts, the the tax, all that stuff. Hardcore to me is a work ethic. Hardcore to me is uh, an opportunity to show everybody that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get exactly where you need to be. And uh, that that is, in that sense, every single match on this show is extreme because every single performer that is booked on Greek Town Wrestling is looking to take their career to the next level. They're not looking to do this as a hobby. They're looking to be... Uh, you know, have all their dreams come true because they are already world-class performers. They, we're at the point now where we're just waiting for some of these folks to put some eyes on the right people because, you know, Sunny Kiss, you know, with Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. um, you know, who else comes to mind? Uh, Page, Ethan Page just signing with Impact. Yeah. Um, you know, and these are guys, that, especially Sunny, who's been with us for you know, how long now? Um, Trent and I, you know, being featured in Ring of Honor recently, being featured in Impact in the summer. You're just seeing the opportunities begin to come for, you know, this crew of guys. So, I'm very much excited to see, you know, exactly where that uh, takes a, a lot of us. And, and I have no doubt that the show, exact, it, it, in fact, will be as extreme as uh, advertised. And any prediction for your four-way? I think you are going to um, be blown away by the workmanship. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you're going to see. I think people are maybe going to not uh, remember or expect Tajiri to bring it to the level in which he does. Um, he's still very much over in Japan, killing it. Um, I believe primarily with all Japan right now. Yeah. Um, Tommy needs not any convincing. You you saw what he did to us or did with us the last event. Uh, and uh, RJ, you know, always uh, you know stirring the pot as well, facilitating um, you know the debauchery that I always look to cause. Uh, you know, when I enter a room, you know, what can I jump off of? What can I throw somebody into? How can I innovate? How can I be something for the first time to see? That's what I'm looking for. Excellent. I cannot wait to see this card. I will be there, uh, you know, a hook, line, and sinker, and I'm looking forward to it. And that's pretty much all the time we have today. Where can we find you on social media? Where can fans hit you up? You can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter primarily, Channing Decker across the board, D Channing Decker, uh, Twitter, uh, Channing underscore Decker. Greektown Wrestling uh, is also updated multiple, multiple times a day across the board, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can also just swing right by here on the Danforth, uh, 389 Danforth. We got tickets, we got T-shirts, you got a meal waiting for you here. You got a good family, friends in the neighborhood that uh, has fun. One of the most... Um, we will call it uh, influential Canadian promotions of the day. Fantastic. Thank you uh, for joining us on the show today. We look forward to the upcoming show and uh, season's beatings and everything to you and your family, and I wish you all the best this time of year. And uh, to you, I say congratulations on all your success, uh, Corey. <laughs> Oh, Channing. Uh, Folks, that has been uh, all the time we have today. Thanks, uh, Channing. That was super awesome. I'm glad you came on into this. That was a pleasure for me. And I must uh, thank Simon as well for hooking us up. I appreciate that.
I can't wait to see you uh, in December, and I can't wait to share the podcast. Yeah, and I will, um, when I'm at the show, uh, I'll try to get your uh, attention and say hi and introduce myself to you. So Let's do it. We'll take a photo. All right. Thank you very much, China, and Thank thanks for so coming much, on. Casey. Thank you for letting us put a headlock in your ears, and uh, we'll see you uh, next year when we uh, rejoin uh, Talking Wrestling. Have a great one. Bye now. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.